especially other Italian families that this condiment, it reminds them of, of their grandparents and gives them nostalgic feelings of when they grew up and uh, how their mum used to make it or their dad used to make it. And that, um, that in itself is, is quite special and because that's, that's what our vision is and our brand is. This is The Producers. I'm Danny Vallant. Growing up in the Victorian produce hub of Mildura, Ben Sacosta's family pantry was always well stocked with Bippy. Bippy? The Calabrian word for chilli is now the name of his brand of Italian chilli pastes, based on the recipe that his nonna Emilia brought with her from Calabria. Ben's pandemic hustle has turned into a thriving young business infused with pride, not just in Italian culinary traditions, but also in migrant endeavour and enterprise. My name's Ben Sacosta and I'm from Bippi Foods and we make Italian-style chilli. Uh, we specialise in, in Italian condiments, but that was that's our first product we, we brought to the market and we're all about trying to continue the the beautiful food traditions that my grandmother and all Italian, uh, that generation that uh, migrated here brought from, from the country and um, hopefully continue that on to, to future generations of, um, of Italian people because it's, it's beautiful food and we want to keep it alive even once those um, you know, generations go. So uh, that, that's what we're about. And um, yeah, it's all started with our chili. The word, the word bippy is a, is a slang word for chili from um, Calabria, which is down south. Um, in Italy, uh, we grew up as a uh, Calabrese family, saying bippy for chili for absolutely everything. Um, so that's what we've uh, named the brand and what, what our brand is, is central around. I grew up in Muldura, which is a rural town in northwest Victoria. We, uh, my parents and my grandparents, we had, had a farm there. We grew uh, table grapes, wine grapes and dried fruits, so sultanas and those things, so anything that was on a vine. And we, um, in between all these rows of the acres that we had of vines, you would have a lot of um, different fruits and vegetables that um, you'd plant just because you had the land and you could, um, you know, grow your own produce. You would need to go to the market and you would have a lot of seasonal um, produce right in your backyard or, or in your own farm. So, um, we had lots of different fruits and vegetables during all the seasons um, and obviously around the summertime up there in northwest Victoria, the, the chilies would be... Um, beginning to fruit, so uh, there was always an excess amount of chilies on the plan and different varieties of chilies. You would just have, you know, your capsicums, um, and then you'd get down to your your bullhorn peppers, and then your cayenne peppers, and even the little bird's eyes. There was all different types of chilies. Um, sometimes they'd be hot, sometimes they wouldn't be. It all depended on how uh, they were. The, you know, sometimes the bees would cross pollinate, and sometimes they would. Uh, some seasons the the ground would would be more moist, so they wouldn't be as as hot. So it was always uh, variable, but you would always have a nibble of a chili just before you started to to get uh, stuck into it to gauge how hot it was, um, which was the nature of of using you know, or eating fresh chilies, you know, uh, straight off the plant in in our meals. And so chili was always on the table um, in any form. Um, my nunna would do it in um, so many different ways, and my mum as well. Uh, we would we would roast them, uh, add garlic and oregano, and have like we would call it a, a pipirostati, um, which is a slang word for roasted peppers in Italian uh, for for the Calabrians. And um, there was also the product that we we know as uh, as bippy or Italian star chili, which is sort of a crushed chili with oil, salt, and vinegar. And this was. Um, 
this was a beautiful sort of condiment that you could just add literally to anything, um, which was great. And, and we would just call it call it bippy. Um, and if there was a fresh chili on the table, we would call that bippy. And everything that was chili was just called bippy. So essentially, um, every like it would be Nunu would be at one end of the table. Oh, can you pass the bippy? And there would be three different types of bippy on the table. Which one do you want? Or that one there? So it was always front and center um, at our dining table. And as uh, a lot of other calabres, you know, it's it's front and center at most um, people's dining table, and I think the the world is starting to become more and more accustomed to adding chili to their meals, which is fantastic. And and um, our Italian style uh, version of it is just a yeah adds an, adds another flavor to it. But yeah, so it was always a part of my life growing up eating. I was actually. Um, it sort of took me, I reckon, until I was in high school to really start enjoying it. I was always a little bit scared to, to get stuck in because, as I said before, you sometimes you would have a nibble and it would be way too hot and I would just eat the top part of the chili. But um, as I grew up, I think the confidence grew and um, started to love it a lot more. And, and the word, um, Bippy, I've got a, the story from, I reckon, I think it was year 11, I was studying Italian and I had um, an Italian exam and I wrote the word chili as bippy in, in my exam because I thought that's what the actual word for, for chili was and it wasn't until my Italian teacher pulled me up and said, what is this word? And I was like, it's chili. And she's like, uh, no, chili's pepperoncini in Italian. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I figured out that it was a, a slang word and um, from pepperoncini down to pepe, but down south in Calabria, a lot of people pronounce the letter P with B. So when we say, instead of saying pasta, we say pasta. Um, so Bippy was, was come from Pepe, um, which was quite interesting. So very, very funny way of, of the slang coming around. And then, um, yeah, once we started the brand, it, it just made sense for us to create it that way and, and to spell it how, how it was said by our family. So, yeah. Located in Victoria, on the border of New South Wales and South Australia, and reliant on irrigation from the Murray River, Mildura is a farming hub that attracted thousands of mid-century Italian immigrants. Best known for its grapes and citrus, many European families ran diverse small farms and gardens that put food on their own tables as well as sending it to market. Mildura up there in northwest Victoria um, is predominantly a lot of farms out there. Um, Back in the day, there were a lot of smaller farms and now uh, generally most of them, they're, they're large farms, uh, usually a lot of citrus, um, oranges, lemons, and then a lot of grapes, table grapes that you'll find in the supermarkets and at any of your grocers are generally from that area when they're in season, uh, which is you know from December through to, to April, May. Um, a lot of wine grapes comes out of that that area that gets exported and, and made domestically as well. So a, a lot of farmland land around Mildura, it's right on the Murray River on the top west, um, yeah, it's northwest sort of. It's only four hours from Adelaide and six hours from Melbourne, so it's it's right in the corner of Victoria. Um, and, yeah, I, I grew up there. My parents um, were born there, but my grandparents migrated there. So a lot of Italian, especially uh, southern Italians, migrated to Mildura Um to to start farms and to um, yeah find you know they came here with with nothing so they would come here to and find something where they could where they could start fresh as a family and um, yeah a, a lot of families were in the same boat they'd have their little um, twenty or forty acre farm properties and then they would um, it would be enough for them to to get by and build a life here which was um, yeah quite quite special and um, 
that's where you'll you, if you talk to a lot of uh, Calabresi people they've generally got a relation that's from Muldura or know someone from Muldura because a lot of them migrated there um, all from similar areas of, of um, the province of Calabria so yeah that's that's a bit of history around Muldura it's still um, thriving with, with its produce and, and farm there every time I go back there um, you know, I've got a lot of relatives there where they've got heaps of fruit trees in their backyard because the land and they've just got everything there and the, and the fruit is you just can't match it off fresh off of that kind of land and, um, you know, when it's in season especially, it's just the flavour and the textures of the fruit and vegetables that you get. Um, it's, it's, quite, um, it's quite special from that region. Ben grew up in a multi-generational household with food at the centre of daily life. He took these Italian traditions for granted when he was a child, then started to gain more appreciation for his rich and special upbringing as he got older. Founding Bippy is something of a return to his roots, as well as a forward-looking enterprise. Um, obviously, growing up I, you know, in an Italian family, I lived literally next door to my grandparents, so we all lived on the same the same farm. They were um, in between. Uh, my house and their house was a, a big veggie patch, so there was food separating us. But um, growing up, it would be a, a matter of eating meals that were, um, were, you know, homemade and homegrown, and that was a lot of the Italian culture was, was that kind of food and, and dishes that um, we would have that. As you would, you know, you'd go to school, you'd realise no one else was eating these kind of foods, and it was beautiful foods. We would, you know, we'd make our own salamis, we would um, make our own sauce and wine, and um, you know, fresh pasta. So it was very much a part of my life, the food culture. Um, and as a kid, you, you sort of take it for granted, right? You just sort of going, going through it, going, rocking up at Nunna's um, just to say hello, and then all of a sudden, she's bringing out. Um, some schnitzels and some leftover pasta and some, um, yeah, beautiful food that she made for lunch. And, um, yeah, that was just second nature for us. And then I think once I moved, so I moved to Melbourne um, after year 12 when I was 18 for, for uni, um, like many people do from the country. And after sort of leaving Muldrew, you begin to realise how special it was, that upbringing and having that food culture and um, Italian cultures in your life and um, we still we still had it but it was just uh, different and I think um, as I even sort of left uni and then I started working I was working um, in the corporate world and then uh, when I was started uh, Bippy as a bit of a side hustle at the start and I realized that my sort of passion lied with um, Italian food and building on on my Italian heritage and um, yeah understanding that what I had in my upbringing was quite um, unique to most people's and, and quite special and it was something that I wanted to to share with other people and spread the word and um, you know been lucky enough to do it you know without without products but and our our brand but you know if Italian food is so broad like there's so many beautiful different flavors and everything is so simple clean and, and, and healthy and um, it's something now as an adult that I enjoy and, and when I cook myself it's always you know something that Nunda used to make and or I'm you know adding my own modern twist to it or, or something so it's a, a huge part of my life and I think as I get older and older I yeah appreciating it a whole lot more um and, you know, I want to, when I have my own children, my own family to, to instill sort of the same values that I grew up with and, and continue those that um, I was lucky enough to have with, with my Italian heritage. Um, so yeah, it does mean a lot to me. 
corporate career has its advantages, but office life didn't feel like it was going to hold Ben's interest long term. When he had a bit of time on his hands during the pandemic, he started bringing the Biffy brand to life. I started my corporate, well, my work life. I, I was in the corporate industry. I was actually working at, uh, at Telstra at their head office, and I was, as a graduate there, rotating through a bunch of different sort of business commercial roles. Um, I ended up, uh, my last role there was like a capital finance sort of based role. So were, it was very different to, <laughs> to making chili condiments. And um, yeah, I found sort of as I'd gone through it, I'd had a lot of different experiences in marketing and um, digital uh, through to distribution and a, a range of business uh, corporate lenses. And then I found at the start of 20 or end of 2019, start of 2020, I, I was sort of losing passion for it. I, I wasn't really enjoying the work that I was doing. And, you know, I was thinking of things that I could start up um, on the side of. Um, and one day, mum came home from the Mediterranean here in Brunswick with uh, this jar of chili crushed crushing oil, and it was an imported brand. I can't even remember the brand, but and it was it was nice. I was like, "Oh, yum! This is good." And then I was like, "Oh, when well, Nuna used to make something like this, or I've seen this before." And um, then obviously, the start of twenty twenty was uh, COVID nineteen, so we were we were stuck at home for a, a long period of time. And I was like, "Oh, let's just make try and make some ourselves." And um, so I got Nuna on the phone. Oh, how did you? What did you do? And then I actually did a bit more research and um, spoke to other Nunas and what they did to try and get the perfect blend and um, of what we could do and and what um, what we ended up creating was was very similar to, to Nunas. And I remember we did a um, the intention intention initially probably wasn't to oh we're going to make a brand that we want to sell into supermarkets it was just let's just make a nice chili for for us to have at home and um obviously you make a big enough batch you give it to a lot of family and friends and people like this is really good i'm like you know they were enjoying it they went through a jar in like three days and i was like oh wow okay maybe maybe there's something here and um i'll never forget we did like a, a blind taste test um with a bunch of family and friends when i was sort of you know deciding to take the next step with it and i did uh, four different types of my creation or my version of it, there were sort of four different processes or amounts of ingredients and stuff. And then we had four other brands of chili oils or chili um, uh, Italian chilies that were sort of imported. And um, out of the 10 people that did it, all 10 people picked the same chili out of the uh, the test and samples that we had there. So that was the one we went with. And, and all four of our options were higher ranked than the other competitors. So I was like, okay, well, maybe um, – having that have using fresh Australian produce and having something with that kind of flavor is really makes a difference and yeah that that's where we we learned and we, we use that as our sort of uh, diff point of difference is that we're we're making an Italian chili but we're using fresh Australian produce and you could really tell the difference in the product that what you were getting literally tasted like it was picked and jarred last week or yesterday and now you're you're enjoying it and we're lucky that our product is is able to sort of keep that uh, that fresh flavour um, throughout its life, and we don't add any preservatives to it. We we just use simply oil, salt, and vinegar, which are obviously natural preservatives, um, and and that's exactly what uh, my nunna and most nunas nunas would use. So, uh, being able to to recreate something that's quite simple in terms of its ingredients, but sort of complex in its its process. Um, but then, you know, giving such a, a beautiful flavour of, of chilli um, was, was quite um, special. So, 
yeah, when we decided to give it a go, like I said, I had plenty of time during during lockdown working from home and, um, you know, once you would log off, you'd just set up uh, some strategies and marketing and setting up the brand and all the packaging and everything that comes with it and the website and I, I did pretty much everything myself. Um, I had some help with the, the graphic design from a relative of mine and we we, we built the brand and, and then in October of 2020, we, we launched it on our sort of online store and sold our first jar and I can't remember how many we, we sold that day, but it wasn't it wasn't a lot, but it was enough to, to get us excited about it and went into a couple of the local delis and cafes to ask if they wanted it on their shelves and it would go on the shelves and then within a week we would, you know, they'd need a resupply and I was like, oh, wow, this is starting to get quite busy now and I think our first batch we did 150 jars or something like that and it slowly built up to 200, 250, 300 and then um, by the end of that year in, in 2020, I think we'd had, um, we'd got a distributor and we'd uh, built it to 80 stores and I was like, okay, this is this is getting pretty big and I remember one store, which was probably our first major independent supermarket, um, took the product on and I said, oh, look, it's been selling around, um, well, I think, I can't remember, it was about 10 or so, um, you know, jars a week, blah, blah, blah and they're, oh, we expect it to sell about three or four a week and I was like, okay, yeah, well, we'll give it a go and then in that, that first week, it ended up selling over 40 <laughs> at this one store and that's the moment I knew. Okay, wow, we've uh, we've got something that resonates with with uh, an audience here. So um, a couple months after that, that's when I decided to to leave my job at Telstra and and go full time into this. Um, a lot of the you know the money that I'd sort of made with my salary, I could I could put into the business, which I was lucky to do, having started it on the side. And I think that was that was massive um, as a help. To, to fund it and get it up and going because we've sort of bootstrapped our way from there and, um, you know, as you're growing, you're spending a lot more on, on holding stock and growing a lot more. So it was it was pretty important to be able to fund it um, ourselves like that way and, um, yeah, from there it's just slowly grown um, organically a lot and, and we've had distributors come on board that have definitely supported us um, along the journey to, to find new stores and um, we've got a – food service uh, customer base too now which is great so we're, we're sort of constantly supplying with them and we're into um into Woolworths which is good now so we've got some supermarkets on board so it's it's growing and we're looking at innovating and doing wonderful things but that's that's how it started and um it was if you look back now and it's it's quite a crazy um sequence of events but when you're in it you kind of just ride in the moment and you're trying to make it work as best you can saying yes to everything and um yeah just making sure that, that the product is is good and the product remains good and and there's no change in it as you grow that was that was important for us but yeah that that's a that's what happened at the start do you like it hot Ben talks through the range of Bippy products and offers a few serving suggestions. So we've got three different three different heat levels in our Italian style chili, and we've also got a, a chili olive tapenade. But my my personal favourite is is our hot, which is our was our original. It's our middle of the road, medium heat. Um, I say it's like a five out of ten heat for me. So I spread it in like when I have a panino, I spread it in a panino with like fresh um, cutlets that my nunna's made with some ricotta and some roasted peppers and then some spinach and, and, and then I'll put the olive tapenade on the top side of the panino and it's just a, a 
beautiful um, hit of hit of flavors and, and in a panino you, you cannot go wrong with it just adds adds the perfect spice to it um, but it's also hard to go past it in a, in a beautiful bowl of pasta and that's when I probably use the extra hot because I'll put a you know a good couple of teaspoons and stir it through and it just mixes through the sauce perfectly and I think I love the fact that I, I know with a teaspoon now, roughly, you know, how hot it's going to be. And, um, you know, when some when I was growing up, you, you have a fresh chili or even now when you get a fresh chili, you got no idea how hot it's going to be until you, until you try it. So you get a little bit more certainty with uh, the spoon out of the jar, which is which is handy. But, um, yeah, I, I like to say anything with carbs is is sensational with it, but I, um, I can't really – I don't think I've had a panino or a sandwich or a wrap without <laughs> without in it, yeah, a bippy in it since we started. So yeah. It goes without saying that the key ingredient in bippy is pretty spicy. Has Ben had any close encounters of the ouchy kind? We're not at the goggles point. The chilies we use aren't that hot. That the like the aroma of the fresh chili does it doesn't burn burn your eyes. If you touch your eyes, it'll hurt. So we definitely make sure no one's touching their eyes. We do wear gloves um, in our production when we're when we're tight to handling the chilies because they can be hot but um it's interesting because it's a fresh chili and it's you know when we're uh, blitzing it up and cooking it up it's it's not like a powder where it's blowing and sort of going through your, your nostrils and stuff so it's not it's not hurting us too much but um yeah there's definitely been days where um I've it's crept inside a glove or it's on my forearm and then I've woken up in the middle of the night and oh why is my forearm sore and then I have a look and there's a an orange mark on there from the chili we made that day and uh, I was like oh, well better better scrub this off but um yeah I've been lucky I haven't had any encounters with it but uh it's great I went at our factory when when people walk in and we're in production even outside of the kitchen in our storage area you can smell it and you're so such a beautiful smell of oil cooking with this chili and um when you're in it all day, you don't smell it, but then when you come back inside and you smell it, it's, it's, yeah, it's delicious. It just gets you hungry. So, Family isn't just the inspiration for Bippy. Ben's relations have also been crucial practical supports and cheerleaders. Uh, a, a good sense of pride, I think. A lot of them are, um, are, yeah, are quite happy to see um, a product that, that was from the family to be um, you know, out there and... I think Nunu and Nunu, they're quite, um, yeah, they're quite happy. And their reaction, I think initially, like when I went full time, they couldn't believe um, so many people eat so much chili. <laughs> they didn't think there was a market for it, but um, which is which is quite funny. And they're in their 90s now. Nunu's 94 and Nunu's 91. So they're, um, or 95, sorry, Nunu. They're, uh, yeah, so it's 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 quite funny seeing the, their reaction to it. But I think they, they love it and they um, admire sort of me um, giving it a crack and, that's the same thing they, they, you know, when they came to Australia, they started with nothing and, and built a business with their farm. And I think they take a bit of pride in seeing seeing their grandson doing that, um, which which is great. And obviously, uh, yeah, mum and dad have been big supports to me as well. We were cooking at, at, at their place for, what was it, one and a half years, almost two years from when we started. We were still using their kitchen and storage in their garage and, and in um, my brother's garage. So I was, yeah, I was utilising a lot of family support, which um, was a, a major reason why we were able to be where we are today and I, and I couldn't, couldn't thank them thank them enough, but I think they're all happy to see the brand grow and, and they're all fans of the product. They all use it. They all love it. They're always, um, you know, letting me know when they run out and I've got to stock them up. So I think that's that's great too. Creating a product that people enjoy offers huge satisfaction. 
What does Ben love most about what he does? The best thing I love about what I do is that I'm involved in working with Italian food and, and I'm able to, to share that with um, with other people and I love it. Um, a lot of other people love Italian food. I don't think anyone doesn't like pizza or pasta so it's 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 beautiful food and, and when it's made the right way the flavours um, are so beautiful and, and to be able to have a condiment that goes with everything around that is is quite special and hearing people's reactions to it I um, we get a lot of feedback from um, especially other Italian families that this condiment it reminds them of, of their grandparents and gives them nostalgic feelings of when they grew up and uh, how their mum used to make it or their dad used to make it and that um, that in itself is, is quite special and because that's that's what our vision is and our brand is to, to continue these these beautiful things onto onto the next generations because it creates that feeling of, of nostalgia and um, you know, if unfortunately, like uh, when that generation passes, these little things that they used to create or what um, helps us remember their legacy and remember them. And I think um, food is such an important part of uh, Italian culture and is is very big in in legacy of um, our grandparents and and um, that have you know you've grown up eating eating their food. And it's not just Italian culture for that matter. It's a lot of other um, cuisines that that have that connection with food. But um, we're obviously able to do that with other Italians, which is fantastic. And then and then of course you see you know non Italians being familiarised with the product and and falling in love with the product and going through you know jars a week and it's just it's amazing to hear how we're able to spread this to uh, to other um, other people eating eating food in, in um, different cuisines because at the end of the day it's it's chili and you can have chili with with a lot of things um, which is which is uh, yeah great to see. Ben Sacosta has built a modern business anchored in resonant history. Bippy isn't just the Calabrian word for chili. It's also a signpost to a new brand that's sharing the addictive joys of a spicy Sacosta family condiment with a broader audience, bringing pride and happiness along the way. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Danny Vallant. Stay tuned as we talk to some of Australia's best farmers, makers and growers. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or contact us via deepintheweeds.com.au.